Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at tvscientistpod. So could you explain to someone what food security is? So food security, it has three parts. Uh-huh. We are talking about uh, accessibility. Uh-huh. Can you access food first? Can you access, say, maize, maize, the common cereals? If I give a context like uh, right now in the northern parts of Kenya, mm. we have drought that is going on. Mm-hmm. So basically, a majority of those Kenyans, sadly, their accessibility is low. So they are not food secure. So they, that's one plank, accessibility. The second part, we have affordability. I believe you have with the world the way it is seen with inflation and everything the cost of uh common foodstuffs going up eh? mm. even in uh, in cities like nairobi mm-hmm. if we actually do a survey mm. majority of people are food insecure meaning they are they are, you are not able to afford eh? mm-hmm. uh what you are supposed to feed eh? to guarantee your good health. So that's, you have accessibility, affordability, and also should be nutritious food. Eh? So it's a, it's a, it's a, this, it's like a Venn diagram. They have to come together, you know, so that uh, if you look at the context of the world, mm-hmm. you can, you can picture how those dynamics affect one segment of population and the other segment of the population vis-a-vis. Is it accessible? The current state, climate change. It's a, it's a whole ecosystem. Mm. Mm. Wow. So um, so what happened after this conference? That you after, the conf- after the conference, uh, it's the one that actually, by until then, mm. maybe two months, into postgraduate studies, eh? it's the conference. It's that one of those things that actually shows you there is more than actually going to class, handing assignments, handing in papers, term papers. There is more. It was more like it was the conference actually showed us. These are the scientists. This is what they do in your field. So if you are doing an an MSc, can you look at these guys and see what they are doing, eh? and where they have been, they have been where you are. So it was that at that moment that I thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's, that was my aha moment. Mm. This is now what it means to be a scientist. Mm. Ah, so it, it was 
then when you interact with the guys, you know, one thing about conferences mm. is when you talk to several people and then uh, you hear their stories, what they are doing, where they are from, you learn a lot and then you are encouraged and know that uh, it's it's one world. Eh? Mm-hmm. Different people working towards almost similar solutions, but in different fields. Okay. Ah. Right. Um, so, what exactly did you do for your master's project in oh. brief terms? In, uh, for my thesis, we, I was tasked with the value addition of sorghum. What is a value addition? Value addition is um is um is what you do to processing activities that you do to a food stuff mm-hmm. or or I mean not a food stuff, raw material mm-hmm. to make it more valuable. Okay. So for example in Sokam, what what value were you adding? So I was we were tasked to come up with uh, new products. Mm. For my case, mm. it was to come. Uh, I came up with uh, sorghum-based lunch bars. You know those like those chocolate lunch bars. Mm. Wow! But now with sorghum, eh? Yeah. But now you are not only, but but the research part was that was one objective. Come up with a product. Mm-hmm. The second was uh, get the nutritional value. Mm-hmm. The what do you call this? The 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 phenolics. I'm trying to think the physical chemical properties, basically, mm-hmm. of the raw material. Compare them with the finished product, mm-hmm. and uh, also the shelf life. So come up with a whole body of work around it. And the main end goal, the overall goal, was to show was to to showcase sorghum. Mm. It's not just for for Ugali and Uji, mm. but it can it is it is much more valuable in other industrial setups, food processing setups. Okay. So it was more about marketing sorghum. It this can make it. other products. Other products build a body out of work out of that so that was basically my project i honestly don't know what sorghum is you what's see? the difference between sorghum <laughs> and millet how t- <laughs> what is uh, i know millet is the brown i don't know the brown small yeah. tiny things yeah but i've never seen sorghum wow now that's <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Now that's why exactly why we did the project for such. <laughs> Sogam uh, in Kiswahili is mtama. Uh-huh. mtama. Yeah, I also when... know that, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to paint a picture. <laughs> Let me do that. <laughs> Let me try to paint a picture. <laughs> they are more reddish more bigger oh yeah uh, yeah exactly send them yeah imagine mm-hmm. just <laughs> i was watching something just the other uh-huh. day um uh-huh. I, I watched this I, I tend to watch 
vlogs that I like more authentic vlogs. So there's this lady I watch, uh, she's called Joy and her husband is called King, if I'm not right. I don't know, they just call themselves Joy and King something. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not someone who follows people so closely. But once yeah. in a while I like like watching what's going on. So she was talking about Uji. She had made this Giveri. Mm-hmm. She had made this Giveri uh, mm-hmm. for her husband uh, where he makes the corn and ah, why am I saying, what am I saying corn? He makes the maize and the beans. Mm-hmm. Then you make a nice thing out of it. Then you have OG on the side. Like that combination is the best combination that you can ever have like in this mm-hmm. life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's true, true. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, like the taste is very good. But um, what I'm talking about is, she said that mm-hmm. uji or porridge is what you mm-hmm. make when you make you mix soccer mm-hmm. and and millet. millet. And I was like, okay, yes. But there are other things that people mix. Of course, me when I go to the market, I tell them mix everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even ask what that is. I'm like. Can you just mix everything that I come with it here? Um, and I make uji, but I don't know what I took. So she said that you mix mm-hmm. soccer with millet. I was like, what is the difference between soccer and millet? What is soccer? Like, mm-hmm. I've had soccer all my life, but I've never known what soccer means. Anyway. Wow. That's just confessing how ignorant I am. <laughs> the good thing is, uh, finally, you're talking to someone in food science. And who's See? done a project in that? Yeah, and who has done a project in that? So <laughs> it's a good intersection. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, going back to what is exactly food science. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, educating the the, the because there is an aspect of human nutrition. Eh? Mm-hmm. You have mentioned something there that uh, you go to the market and uh, things are mixed and you don't know what exactly mm-hmm. has been mixed. But you know, in my head, I'm uh, like, I need all the nutrition. <laughs> Yeah, but you have no idea what exactly you well, need. It's mixed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing that uh, it's funny. We went uh, some surveys last year mm-hmm. to to assess the food security situation in the in the what do you call this in the in the slums areas of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Right to see how they they have been a COVID and everything has affected them. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing that ca- comes out, eh? mm-hmm. people are very food insecure. Mm-hmm. They, they actually have no idea. They, they have an inkling eh? mm-hmm. of what exactly makes good food. Eh? Mm-hmm. But they have, when you tell them this is actually good for, for your bones, this is actually good for this, mm-hmm. because pe- most people tend to think good nutrition means you have to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it should be in that way. It should be that way. Basically, it's everything that uh, if you get outside there to your local kibanda, mm. those those cereals, case in point, like now we are talking about sorghum and millet, those mm. old traditional cereals that uh, people are not aware of, they are the most nutritious. Mm. But on the flip side, mm. most people are starting to, to understand maybe the the advantages maybe of indigenous leafy vegetables. Mm. Case in point, the African nightshade or what we call manaki. This is my favorite. Exactly. Terere. You know the amaranth, eh? I've had this amaranth 
kindly remind me how it looks like. This is terere, right? Terere, terere. Oh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You are learning, we are all learning. Oh, I love terere, especially yeah, when you exactly. mix with milk. Oh, there's that, then there's, uh, there's these pumpkin leaves when you mix oh. them together. Ah. By the way, I've never understood. I've, tried, uh, I've always been curious. What is the chlorophyll that is in pumpkin leaves that when you mm-hmm. cook they don't mm-hmm. get oxidated like they still remain green uh, I, I don't know if you know I'm just curious yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have an answer yeah, per okay. se, but um, for most green vegetables eh, once they're exposed to heat and uh, yeah. is that breakdown Time. but but the, the level of breakdown obviously will depend between Vegetable oh, to vegetable, so the probably. chemistry, the chemistry of each leaf is different. It's different. I'm curious to know what is in pumpkin. I'm sure someone must have been curious. I don't know if anyone has been curious enough to even research about it. Sorry, you're saying something. You're mentioning the indigenous foods like um, now you're in pumpkin leaves, the things that you can get in the market that can amount to food nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like even ag- ag- uh, even fruits like say like like three bananas a day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know it's something you know it's something that is easily available to us. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is that uh, there is information dissemination needs to be really channeled uh, more mm-hmm. because there is always that myth. Oh, to be to eat healthy, mm. people tend to think it's uh, have to be eating beef every day. Tomorrow chicken, the other mm. day fish. But it's not. It, it, it's not like that. Have you realized that in the Kenyan space or mm. in the African space at large, we don't have online media or websites mm. or anything mm. that talks about, especially in preparation of food. Mm-hmm. And how we can you can use the most available stuff to get the best nutrition. You always think about this expensive because those are the things that are online and they're the ones that are outlined uh, outlined there because they are available to the people who are writing about it and they're in a different location. But the things that are available to us, no one is writing about them in depth and like explaining how they can you know, really use use it as food. Something, yeah. like we don't talk about the things that are with, within our reach that are very nutritious to us. We don't talk about that. Exactly. Actually, you know, it's it's a funny story. These things, they are they actually stuck in research institutions and the universities. Mm. There's no outlet. <laughs> They are just people filling do, up the shelves. Masters, someone comes and do their masters or their PhD. Then after that, when they've got their masters or their PhD, their faces in the, the library. The, maybe if they wrote a paper, it's in some journal somewhere, and no one talks about it. It's done. 
Do you it's know, I was point. looking for information. There's a time I was, I don't know, I was crazy about trying to figure out. Uh, I was mm-hmm. very broke. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what foods can I buy that will give me full nutrition mm-hmm. uh, that are easily available and cheap. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, which foods have the best in terms of amino acids? Which amino oh, acids yeah. are in which yeah. kinds of foods? Like, for example, uh-huh. beans. Yes, it's, it's, it's protein, but what kind of amino acids are there? And what kind of amino acids are missing? And how can I complement and mm-hmm. get these amino acids in another food and still get something that is easily cheap for me like i concentrate i was very broke i wanted to buy something in bulk uh-huh. and i needed to buy the best in terms of protein <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i was trying to find the information okay oh, yeah. uh, we have this lentils that oh, yeah. are uh, common in kenya but the lentils that are written on the repositories like in terms of trying to see how much amino acids are in one gram how much uh, protein or whatever are in one Whatever you find that that kind of a lentil that they have is kind of totally different from the lentils that are here, mm-hmm. or the information that is there is for a kind of strain that is different, or sometimes it's not even there. Like there's even you can't even try to figure out what the what is the name of this thing that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's that I have with me anyway. Sorry, I mean, yeah, but I've started talking about other things. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Actually, I'm learning. There's something I'm getting from you that is very interesting. Maybe it's something I think I should consider doing. <laughs> there's no, yeah, you were saying something like there's no outlet of what we have found yes. out. Yeah, and you know what? This is why I loved about your podcast, by mm. the way. You know, I was there was this time I was also looking at uh, when I was uh, going through the the library looking for you now what should I listen to that is interesting to me. Mm. Until now, when uh, when I started listening and and the, you know one thing about uh, the vulnerable podcast is that. Uh, it gives opportunity. It's it's a scientist talking about their work and experiences and uh, whatnot. Eh? Mm-hmm. But now, going when I circle back to what exactly your concerns, and uh, it's not you only. I've had uh, several people, a lot. Mm-hmm. I think there is a need to create a, a more a media friendly output. Mm. that is uh, scientifically based mm-hmm. that is simple for people to understand mm-hmm. so that uh, if someone say I want uh, proteins, I want this and uh, I have this amount of money mm-hmm. you know how much can know, I get because that, that is get? done in the outside world yeah. like people break down things according to budgets and if it's health and fitness they talk about that and in depth like how much of these calories are in this or how much yeah. of this is in this no more because that is what they have but in our setting we eat ugali mm. people need to know how much carbohydrate is in yeah. ugali exactly exactly actually i've just uh, do they say put the nail on the head or the nail on the head <laughs> do you know let me tell you so what I found out about doing, after doing that thing uh, I tried to circle out and try to see the common foods that we have here the, like the most common foods that people eat in their homes mm-hmm. and I was like wow I've been eating I love ugali by the way I'm one of my parents come from Kisi, uh-huh. and I really love Ugali. And I was like, Ugali, if you don't like, there's that misconception that oh, if you don't, if you're not eating Ugali, then you're not eating. 
Yeah. Rice yeah, is exactly. not seen as a very serious food among some communities. Or mm-hmm. people even have this notion that notion that some men, like men, if you don't cook a ugali for a man, then you've not cooked. Like this, this <laughs> thing that is going on around. <laughs> But the, but the truth is, it's not like ugali has more carbohydrates than, like, in terms of strength, it has more, more carbohydrates than rice. I was surprised. And also I, nutritionally also. Yes, I was really surprised. I was like, what? Imagine. I was in all this time, I've been, it was like, I don't know how many times more, more nutritious. I was like, what have I been eating all this time? <laughs> <laughs> and I started being open, and I remember that time. That's when our our family started being open to cooking rice at night. Uh, or because yes, as much as rice is not like respected, uh, you know the way we've been brought up. Like uh, supper is okay. the most important part of yeah. the day, which it is uh-huh. actually not. Uh-huh. Then uh, we eat the most serious food when you're about to sleep. You have uh, a pack. Yeah, or you have a pack. But that's that's what how people do it. So the the mm. most serious thing that people think about is ugali. Now all our life we've been eating ugali. Then we I realized later like ugali is actually less. It's just that it has slower digestion than rice. Than rice. Then you're thinking that it has actually made you f- become full, but it's just that it's more bulky. Um, <laughs> so we started eating rice we started making rice at night that had uh-huh. changed I don't know what uh-huh. the correctness of what I'm saying because I'm trained to a food scientist do you want to comment on that? actually yeah 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 yeah. I get it's actually a major thing that is happening now mm. but now in the context of this very moment mm. There's a very good discussion going on of alternative. What is the alternative to ugali? What mm-hmm. is the alternative to rice? Mm-hmm. Why can't I take uh, something else? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of uh, interest now in the cassava. It's mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. What's the ca- ugali from cassava? Oh, yeah. I took that in run. It was amazing. That's amazing. There's also, there's also the comeback of uh, soga mugali mm-hmm. and millet ugali. It's mm-hmm. coming back. Okay, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of Mila to Gaga, I'm not aware of Sogam Gaga. That Sogam thing really confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> it actually confuses not you a uh, lot, and it's actually I'm telling you like uh, just a small piece of Sogam Gali. Uh, I don't think you'll eat for the next twelve hours. It's like cement. Seriously, I need that to lose weight then. Oh, it's that heavy. Actually, the, the fiber content in uh, in Sogam is so heavy. Uh-huh. That uh, I don't think you would eat very frequently. Wow! I want Ooh. that sogam. I, I think you can. You. I, I think you will <laughs> preach to me anything right now because you've really studied the sogam by now, and you've oh, really yeah. compared it to other cereals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, I have an inkling on uh, it's Bias. this branch is called uh, cereal chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of good things that can be done out of uh, the, the traditional. Here we are talking about the traditional cereals. Not maize, not rice. Ah, traditional, traditional African cereals. Yeah, oh yeah, there's there's a lot of good things. And uh, there's some few things I'm, I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, when they are ready, they uh, can bring them to, to the public. Okay. On traditional cereals. Okay. Because there is, there's 
good, good, good information that meets the community. All right.